0: This Hello.
1: is the question and answer section. out <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Idea Lemon Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast, a new series where each episode we discuss questions that help us uncover who we are and how we present ourselves to the world around us. I'm your co-host, Rajiv Nathan, alongside Martin McGovern. And for our first episode, we caught up with our friend Matt Wilson while on vacation in Belize. Matt is the co-founder and CEO of Under 30 CEO and Under 30 Experiences. We decided to talk about a question that came out of a Jason Nazar Forbes.com article. The question, why aren't we doing the things that we know we should be doing? Hmm. It's a good one. Let's listen in. Your background with starting Under 30 Experiences mm-hmm. and the fact that it was a, I don't know if you want to call it epiphany,
0: but it was yeah. a moment
1: of, I, I can't sit behind this desk anymore and right. get out and see what the world has. Mm-hmm. And that's where, for you, I, I could be wrong, but for you, it was like a moment of, I know I shouldn't be doing this, here's what I should be doing, right? Mm-hmm. You want to add anything? <laughs> are, we, are we recording? Yeah, that? no, no. That's
0: the whole point. Uh, um, My real So how, was, how
2: does this work? So you guys talking and I talking? No, no, no. It's it's I'm just t- t- talking,
1: talking around. <laughs> we'll give you a green card. when you yeah, When, you, okay. when, when I
0: pass you the ball, <laughs> you are now the one who can speak. <laughs> I, I, I can shoot, I can shoot. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly,
2: um, that that was it right there, and it wasn't that I was sitting, it wasn't like I was in some corporate job, right, I was working on a startup that was paying me with, with under 30 CEO, and um, it was exciting, and I had a new challenge every day, but I was sitting in like a... 650 square foot apartment in New York City and I was just like wait a second everybody's telling talent- everybody is saying even everyone's saying this is what I should be doing right but it was even on a different level right cuz everyone else is doing the corporate thing or has has a certain 9 to 5 job and even in the startup world I felt That okay. This is what you should be doing. You should like uh, raise venture capital and apply to tech stars and um, you know who's who's on your board or like what what conference are you going to and all of that nonsense. It was again. It's just as bad as anything else because it's just people telling you what to do, Mm -hmm. and then it's the whole concept of. What thoughts are my own? What is what do I really want to do, and what's just come from the rest of the world? Thing. Yeah, advertise. You know, it could be advertisements. It could be what the school t- told you, what other entrepreneurs say that you
1: should do, and it's still the same crap. And people don't listen to themselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think we get bogged down though in that idea of what are the expectations others have of you. So Martin and I, November of last year, we went to Tech Week in LA, and I know I've been to conferences before or things like that where I have this agenda of, like, I need to talk to these people, I need to be seen at this thing, but when we did that, I was on the verge of about to quit my job, and we we were in a place with ID11 where we were like, well, what do we want to do now (laughs) with this thing? So... We went in there with this mindset of, let's just observe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just kind of be part of what's going on here. There, yeah, no, no word there about... is nothing we should be doing Yeah, at this yeah, exactly. except being there
0: Yeah, um, for the heck of it because we have the tickets. So.
2: Right. And, and that's the thing about observing and observing yourself and observing the market maybe mm-hmm. that you want to go into or observing just the state of the entire economy as what you guys are trying to do. Trying to push, you know, push people to follow their passion and do yeah. what their their calling is, or do what they actually want to do, or what they feel is coming from inside, and, instead of what your mom told you to do or what your professor told you to do. And so, if you just like look at the state of the economy, and, and you know, during the recession, people had no choice but to figure it out themselves. Um, and yeah, that's out of necessity. But we also are lucky enough to live in a part time where we can do the things because we have yeah. access to the internet.
1: And stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like so for instance, the I think the shoulds get you get bogged down in well this was what was happening before, so I'm just the next person in line. Like you think about right now the 20 somethings, young professionals, whatever, thirties, whoever. We're all, for the most part, working in this system that was designed with a survivalist mindset, that a nine-to-five idea, or whatever, nine-to-six, whatever it might be, was designed for factory workers who were working to survive just to feed their family and provide basic needs. But we're at a point now where technology has advanced and certain systems have been put in place and things have scaled to where we don't need to... We're still living in a system that's based on survival, but we are at a point in time where we actually should be thriving, not surviving. And so you just get pushed down into survival mode, even though it's not, that's not the, the time that we're in. And we lose who we are and what we're trying to do because we think, or not we think, but we're, we're structured in that box.
0: And well, there's also different ways to look at it. Cause I mean, you can break it out by, you know, time period in your life. So like if you have a kid, you should be providing for that kid or, know, all the different aspects that go into different areas of your life. So, back in the 60s, people, it was expected, or I I think it was, I was talking to someone they said back in, like, the 60s and 70s, after college, it was almost expected that you would take a year and just, like, road trip and wander and do whatever you want. Whereas now, it's, like, start paying off your debt. Um... And so it's like back then <laughs> Yeah. The, right. The thing that they that yeah. well like the thing that they should do after college was go now figure out who they are and that was something that was just that, that wasn't looked down upon, that was something they should do. Right. And now we don't have now we don't
2: have that option because what people told we told us we should do in high school was our guidance counselor mm-hmm. and that was go and get into the best school that we could have done and get into a shitload of debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. now we're in this position where, you know, I took the first three year the first three years and I claimed on my student loans, I claimed like a unemployment forbearance or yeah. something, right? And like, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're unemployed. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> that's uh, that's what they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I was just surviving mm-hmm. at that point. But because now we have a system where so many of us, and not everybody around the world, but so many of us have the ability to, to thrive, but our system is still set up just for this, I really like that, with the survivalist mm-hmm. mentality. The system is just to put food in, you know, ha- feed, feed people hand to mouth out mm-hmm. of the factory, basically. Yeah. I, think, I think a lot of people are beyond that. Now. Mm-hmm.
0: I should have been strong, held the world on my back. I should have been honest. He's taking a step outside of just crack. work. Um, there's all the other shoulds in life, right? There's the family shoulds. There's the, you know, I mean, the, the pressure to, I mean, different, we, we all come from different families, different cultural backgrounds, but um, the, the shoulds behind, you know, settling down, having kids, like when that all happened. And every year, I hear it gets pushed out further and further, right? For our generation, it's not it's in the 30s, maybe 35 is even the right, right time for a lot of people. And um, I'm just kind of curious in outside of the work aspect, what are the things in your guys' lives that, um, I mean, we've all taken some big leaps in the past couple of years, uh, some bigger than others, but... Um, <laughs> But we all made some pretty significant changes in our lives. What are the things now that are coming up that you feel either you should be doing based on past pressures or that you feel with what you've overcome, you're now putting on yourself? That's an interesting question. So ask it again. So either are there still past pressures that you feel you should do that you haven't quite overcome or are there new pressures because you've gotten over the past Mm. ones that you're not applying to yourself? I think
1: it's more so the latter. There's new pressures because of past one whether they were pressures or just instances of success, new pressures come out of that. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, collectively, us and people like us, I don't want to be too elitist or anything like that, but we've probably been knocked down more times than many people have gotten into, into the ring in the first place. But with each time you get knocked down, it's obviously you find a way to get back up and Tub Thump and starts playing my Chumma a and I used <just laughs> to sing that in my sky <laughs> You were in a sky, I in was the sky, the sky band. band? I was in a sky <laughs> band. Did you play, play the
0: trumpet? <laughs> no, <laughs> no that, was, that was Alex. I was the singer and uh, we covered Eminem. It was great. That's awesome. Nice. Uh, <laughs> karaoke? Yeah, exactly. karaoke.
1: <laughs> karaoke? All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> What songs? Uh, without Me. Oh, okay. All right. That's an interesting Scott cover. Uh, we had a good time. <laughs> slam daddy's coming back. Um, but, anyways, what I mean is so take recently, last year, 18 months, I think I was at my highest high in, what was it, May of 2014 after I had given the TEDx talk, because that was a goal I had. I I wanted to do that before I turned 30 and I did it at 25. And it was this supreme, like, I'm on the I'm on the top here. And then we had a Martin and I had a little bit of volition with Idea Lemon. We got broke into personal coaching for a few months. And that didn't work out from a sense of it's some it's it was very rewarding work to do and help someone in that way, but it was work that really stressed us out because we couldn't dedicate the time we felt was necessary. I don't think we monetized it properly. Well, and becoming an account manager for someone's life. Yeah, and that's, really yeah. Talk. That was, I think, <laughs> when, you, when you said that once, I think mean, that was the best way yeah. to put it. It's, we were account managers for people's lives. And granted, we met some awesome people through it. But for us, it was a pressure that I don't think we were ready to take on or had the right mindset or even time to take on. And so I went from this highest high of giving the TEDx talk and then down to caught in this like web of, oh man. Bit of overwhelm. Are we just like, cannibalizing our lives for other people right now? Mm. And then we cut off the personal coaching, and it was around, I think, August, August of 2014, when I think we both said to each other, we, we had both been like hiding that, like, we, we, we weren't enjoying it like we thought we would be enjoying it. Yeah. And then I I don't know how it came out, but we were both just it's basically like, saying, like, we've kind of ignored our own lives yeah. for the sake of others. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: Um, yeah, no, I really like what you said. I mean, it's exactly what you
2: just said, Martin. Raj said, cannibalizing our own lives for the sake of others, yeah. which is really interesting. And it comes back to, like, all right, if you're not. Fulfilled. It's difficult to help other people with mm-hmm. their fulfillment. Or if you're, you know, not a good basketball player, well, you're not gonna be able to help someone else shoot a j. <laughs> I, I didn't see you out there today, Raj. I'm not, I'm not sure. They but, called uh, me Young Kobe. Young locals called me Young Kobe. You know, so if you're if you're gonna come to Belize and run a basketball camp, teach some fundamentals, <laughs> which I, I bet they could use. Yeah, I can't
1: dribble with my left hand, so we die. We die hard. Then. Okay. Fine. <laughs> hey, I I can't
0: shoot a basketball, but I can pick up that little. Kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of dunking, he just throws the ball
1: straight to the ground. <laughs> yeah,
2: and and when you when you think about it, um, that's kind of what Martin w- was asking this this question. Um, is I started in this kind of realm of people, uh, this realm of nonconformity, right? Mm-hmm. The um, you know the the small tribe of people who were nonconformists that then became a, a big tribe of yeah. people who were nonconformists. And then I was like, all right, well, fuck it, this tribe's too big. I want to do my own thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'm, I feel like yeah. I'm constantly running from the tribe. Um, but that was the thing. Like When I was in school with this collegiate entrepreneurs organization, I mean, I got to a school that was 3,500 students um, and everybody was in corporate finance or accounting and looked like, it was not. It was not uncommon for people to wear suits to class because they had a presentation or an interview or a internship after, and that's great. But I didn't want to wear a suit and work in corporate finance and sit in the back office and crunch numbers, like you know. Was that your major? Um, crunching numbers and sitting in back <laughs> off is, no, Business management was okay. my major. Okay. It's a big. I went to Bryant um, University, and it's you know one of the three Bs of business: Bryant, Bentley, and Babson. And okay. most of the people graduating work for the Big Four accounting firms. Okay. And um, you know, so, so I, but I, so I got there. And I was like, all right, well, this is cool, but where are the opportunities for entrepreneurs? Like. Entrepreneurship, that's yeah. Babson's thing. And <laughs> so... Why it should it like, be like anyone's thing? You know, so it, it, and that's what's funny. Two, I, it was 2004, 2005, right? Which is ridiculous. Um, that that's what they said. Yeah. Now, so we started... the Long story short, is we started this entrepreneurship organization. Basically, like, three dudes in a room saying, hey, like, do you want to wear a tie? Do you want to wear a tie? Like, yeah. I know. at the time... I had a landscaping business. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to make more money mowing lawns than <laughs> this kid is going to make at Fidelity. Yeah. So I don't see the point here. I didn't come to – I was doing that in high school. Yeah. And so anyway, so I was like, all right, here is nonconformity step one of what do people expect of me. And because I had been working on that kind of thing since 18, yeah. you know, and then starting under 30 CEO, I was like, all right, well – that was two thousand eight, two thousand nine, um, and those were some tough years economically, and also starting a business from scratch online, which I just knew no- nothing which, about. Yeah, I think you
1: graduated like in the worst year it, 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 It's <laughs> exactly a long time. So in the US all those history. kids
2: who were working at Fidelity and and all these finance firms, right, were getting the offers taken back, yeah. and then we were all in the same boat. And I was like, well, I just you know I just studied entrepreneurship for four years, so yeah. There wasn't a major minor at the school at the time but we established one it, yeah you know we, we did we petitioned the school to help us bring entrepreneurship there but anyway what i'm saying is that because for so long i worked on all right what are my expectations of my friends and family right and what the school wants me to do and what everybody else wants me to do and because for some <laughs> For the last 10 years, I've been saying, all right, well, I'm just going to block all that out. Now I feel like I've, there's nothing that anybody needs to do. You know that There's nothing that anybody can tell me that I need to do or that I should do. I don't feel like I should be doing anything, which even in that startup scene where right we had all of a sudden this really popular website, we're like, uh, all it was all these mm-hmm. guys with all these egos and yeah. like you know like oh okay the tech basketball league right? right the reason that I would get so fucking pumped up to play in this league was because these kids were raising all this venture mm-hmm. capital and they had never made a dime yeah. off of any business or any built, even built a product and they're raising all this money and thinking they're hot shit on the basketball and then, court um, and I'm like uh, alright like it's yeah. going to paint yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> You know, and so that's when I was like, all right, you know what, I'm going to Iceland, I saw volcanoes and glaciers. Yeah. I'm gonna do something I'm gonna go totally off the grid because right. they're just conforming. Yeah, exactly. Just like
0: everybody else. Yeah. Does that go for yourself as well though? Are there anything so you say there's nothing anyone else can tell you that you should be doing but what about yourself? So you know, there's the there's the grandma at
2: there's the grandma at uh at Dinner on Christmas, and she's like, "Oh, you know, when are you gonna be married?" Yeah. Like, okay, we get it. We all probably have had that talk. Or actually, yeah, my dad, my dad, for the first time, was so so. Somebody made a joke about high turnover with females and Christmas time, and I was like, "Yeah, I get it. I have. A, I'm, I'm geographically undesirable." Like, <laughs> Girls aren't sticking around for so long. Like yeah. they, they love it at first, right? Yeah. It sounds like a great right. idea. But then <laughs> to sustain it, and so my dad even like, well, you're going to have to make some uh, tough decisions probably coming up. I'm like, dude, I know. You don't, you don't, you don't think I this like you know, heartbreak after heartbreak. Yeah, yeah, I know. These are tough decisions. Yeah. Um, but so now there's other than, the, than just like that kind of personal stuff, I don't know. I, I feel like what I feel like I should be doing, and this sounds crazy, but I should be listening to myself. Yeah. And but that took ten years of training myself yeah. to. I should do nothing and and fi- and figure out what comes should from the outside and what comes from.
0: When the nights got dark, I should have been tough. When it all fell apart, when I was feeling sorry, head oh, against
2: it also, the wall. It sounds it's di- the difference between, you know, listening to your ego and your thoughts and your chatter in your head, and listening to like all the, you know, and actually listening to what is you.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, selfish to be selfless.
1: Yeah. That no. That and that's what I don't know if a lot of people understand is that you do have to be selfish first in order to ultimately be selfless. If you don't know who you are, how are you going to serve anyone else? Yeah. Or if you don't love who you are, how are you going to really love anyone else. That I, I firmly believe that you can't you can't give back until you have something to give, right? And if you're just doing yeah. things if you're just whoring yourself out from the start and never actually taking the time to answer those questions about yourself or learn what you want or what expectations you have for yourself, you'll just be caught in that mire of is that right mire? Yeah. of always moving but never knowing where you're going. And then you're
2: looking to your relationship or you're looking to your yeah. job to for your fulfillment. Yeah.
0: And then when things are going shitty, mm-hmm. then then it all hits the fan. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm reading The Power of No right now. Cause it's, I've always been a yes person. I've always done everything whatever, that everyone else wants to do. Mm-hmm. And that goes to picking my major in college. That goes to doing like, my first job. I mean, I remember as like a 12-year-old, I was like, Never gonna drink. I'm never gonna, or I'm never gonna have a credit card, and I'm never gonna have sex before marriage. And Whoops! <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah, those, those all kind of fell through. I worked at a credit card company, uh, <laughs> and so like, <laughs> what about the others? <laughs> and then, uh, but no, it's, 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 it's really interesting too, because like even back when I was in Iceland with you. Um, I was still at the point of like trying to impress people, trying to like stay up as late as possible, trying to be everyone's friend, trying to meet everyone yeah. and like always saying yes. Like people are like, Oh, don't go to bed yet. All right, fine, I won't go to bed yet. Like, even though my body's like shutting down literally on the couch. And like this trip, I was like sitting at the at the round table last night and I was I was pretty tired and uh, I looked up at Courtney and uh, she she like yawned and we like made eye contact and like did the little like we're tired nod, and I was just like <laughs> <laughs> everybody just like goes into sleep and, and like there's there's something to be said about like number one listening to yourself and number two like actually acting on that too it's mm-hmm. it's uh, I was like I'm tired I, you know all these people are great I would love to continue talking all through the night but at a certain point the conversations aren't going to be as helpful to everyone yeah. or as connected because I'm going to be like spaced out and like you know losing it
1: so yeah I think well yeah and that's a major part is that you were able to just do you right. You didn't have to impress anyone or put a front up for anyone. I think what helps with that is so. In this case, maybe people had expectations of you that you didn't meet, or you just didn't care about the expectations, or maybe you thought they had expectations that they didn't have. But what helps, maybe not in that specific instance, but overall, is finding ways. So other people, to deal with other people's expectations is finding ways to get them to understand you. Uh, Because when they actually understand what you're doing, what you're trying to do, they're on your team. Instead of Hmm. trying to say, no, you should be doing this, you should be doing this. I had a call with my brother uh, a few weeks back. And this was, was, I had just, I think it was New Year's Eve, we were talking. And that was my last official day of employment at the ad agency that I was at. So like January 1, you know, 12 hours later, I was officially unemployed and he was asking me about my options and I just tell, you know, I have these interviews lined up. I'm pretty keen on one company. I'm totally aware it could all fall through in a minute though, but that's how things go. So I also, you know, I know that might happen and he goes, okay, well, have you thought about going to grad school then? And I and this is kind of what my answer has been for since I graduated undergrad And I think the Indian mindset, not that my brother is like traditional Indian by any means, but it's like almost like built into our brains. The Indian mindset is the more letters after your name, the more value you have in society. And I said, no, because there's nothing that's driving. There's nothing I really want to learn that I want to pursue a graduate degree from. There's nothing that's going to keep me up at three in the morning to... Say, I, you know, I really love this and I want to go after this and learn this right now. And there might be in the future, but right now, that I, that's not, there's nothing that's there for me. And I would never do that just because I have no other options. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I couldn't find a job, so I went back to school. How many people did that yeah. in that
2: 2008 to 2012?
1: Yeah. Now you got dead on death. Yeah. And then I told him, I, I said, I, was, I, I told him that. And I said, I mean, plus, the stuff I'm trying to get into, I don't need a graduate degree. And then he goes, well, and he's a doctor. He goes, dude, I have no idea what the fuck you do anyway. So <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> he's like, I have no idea what your work work day looks like. I don't know, like, what you like really do, like, with Idea Lemon. So, so, okay, yeah. you're probably right. Like but I know. Uh,
0: my grandpa what advertising <laughs> is. I'm like, I do internet stuff. And he's like, what's the internet? And I'm like...
1: You use a typewriter; it's writer, that internet. and never, never really swimming really gotta know. <laughs> well, okay. So, what you just
2: said about that—the you use a typewriter—you'll never really know—is what I feel like in my everyday life all the time. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are typing, and so what Raj said, which was help people understand that—I think that's really powerful, especially for the people like your brother who are really important. To you in your life, whose whose relationships that you value, I mean, I think that's really important to help him understand, Mm -hmm. and like it might take you time to have him understand that, and that's and and they have to also want to understand. Mm -hmm. um, But I was thinking about the shoulds, and actually, I went back to the United States and I went back to New York, and I had like those two weeks, and it's a binge of. Seeing your friends and seeing your family, and like going to like trying to organize something for a bunch of your buddies, yeah. and then like, oh, well, you have to put in the mom time, and then like, oh, well, you gotta chop some wood with your dad, and <laughs> suppose, like, suppose, suppose, right? right. <laughs> yeah, all of this, all this, these shoulds, right? And yeah. my phone was blowing up, and I was like, whoa, this is way too much for me right now, and to think about. Which of these people actually understand? I don't know. And so, personally, I feel like I kind of ran from from that, you know, from the hey, look, you guys don't get it anyway. Yeah. Like you guys are on typewriters right now, and not to be egotistical about it, but it's just like, just how I kind of just it's it really is how I kind of feel sometimes, and it's that pack mentality where it's like, okay, well. Just like you're sitting around the table and, you know, if it's my buddies, like, oh, what the fuck, man? You go to bed, like drink some more beers. Like we got to go out and like, I don't know, pick up some girls yeah. or whatever it is that people still do at home. <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> happens to me. Yeah. <laughs> right. But that's the thing. You fall back into that pack mentality. Yeah. And so instead of, you know, for me, it's still very difficult to go to my friends and be like, look guys um so i have this yoga practice right now and if I, you know and and i've been meditating every morning and to wake up and meditate when you're hungover is really difficult it's yeah. <laughs> like who the fuck are you who the fuck yeah. are you? <laughs> but, yeah yeah no, absolutely and so that's hard that's really hard and
1: yeah it's it's, yeah. it's hard <laughs> but but you have to like you also realize who is it worth explaining that to versus who is it worth being like, yeah, whatever, I'm a pussy, all right, I'm going to go home straight.
0: <laughs> right, right,
1: <laughs> right, or Martin just ghosted. Yeah, I, that's, I, that's the
0: only way I've found that works. It, yeah. the, the only Irish, way I've found that works. The, like, the Irish the Irish exit. and I used to always be the person that would say goodbye to everyone, and I'd always get convinced to stay out, and the number of times that I'm out at 5 a.m., just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I want to go to sleep so bad. Um Well, usually at that point, I've already just, like, convinced myself uh, via some liquids to stay out. Um, But, like, it's it's the exact same thing. It's, I want to have a good morning routine, a slow morning, and I, even now, like, now I'm in a relationship. So, now I'm finding myself, it's not that she doesn't understand, but, you know, to cut off a conversation at a certain point in time, it's really difficult to do. And I haven't figured out how to do that yet. And so... How do you, with the people that do matter, still... Because they understand it, but sometimes you just get caught up in the moment, right? So Mm -hmm. where is the line between living in the moment and preparing for the next moment? And that's where I'm struggling the most right now because I know what I want and what I'm quote-unquote supposed to do for myself, which is even things out of it. I'm, I'm usually one extreme or the other, and I'm always finding myself having trouble... Finding that cutoff point—that's a good balance. So you you say live in the moment, and that's so funny because my uh, my
2: roommate from New York, who you know I who I lived you know I lived with him for a year, and his tagline for everything was live in the moment. And it was so much fun. We got along so well. But you know when I when I'd leave whiskey tavern at one, he's like dude, you don't want to live in the moment right now? Like, what the fuck? And, and but it's like your moment, this is his moment, right? Right, so he'd want to stay up till four and shut the place down, and it was hard. It moments was really connected. Moments are connected. Yeah. Right, and, and honestly, the, the best thing, and even if he understood it, or he didn't understand it, and he was he was a really nice guy, so like he's going to try to understand is just being as authentic and real with people as possible because you say you're reading the power no i used to be the worst yes man ever and like people pleaser and just trying to say oh oh yeah i'll do that oh yeah oh yeah I can oh, like uh, you know can you do this more? Oh yeah 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 I, I really want to help you out because i do genuinely yeah. but unless i live is it like all right am i doing this because this person i get instant gratification by like Helping out my friend, or like staying on, staying at this bar tonight because he's talking to a girl, and I can like wingman the fat yeah. friend. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I, I might just, <laughs> I might just have to say, you know what, man? Look, good luck. I gotta go to sleep. <laughs> and, and practicing that, it's like a muscle. Yeah, yeah. it's like, man, like yeah. you gotta work for that. It's it's so hard. Yeah. it's so hard, but. But once you do it, it's
0: it's like it's liberating. It really is. Well, and going back to your point of helping people understand, I think one of the things that is really good when you do find the right people, and, and you said that one friend, like, you might not be able to understand, but you'll at least try, but certain people will try and will also understand. So in, in the case, that I'm talking about, like, I mean, when I bought power, no, I bought two. I was <laughs> like... You get one, I get one, we're (laughs) going to go through this together. (laughs) Yeah. And um, even when things come up, like, um, she has a ton of energy, and I'm like, if I don't fall asleep in the next 20 minutes, I'm going to be, like, the most angry person in the world. Um, I'm really just doing this for you. (laughs) Like, you don't want to be excited about something and have me be grumpy. Like, that's not a good thing. And um, I think there's a level of, when you find the right people, they're going to want to understand and even with what we're talking about, the whole reason it's being recorded is so that other people can start to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if absolutely. it wasn't for things like podcasts and books and blogs like yours, mm-hmm. like I never would have I'd be still sitting at a desk in a credit card company going, Why am I so unhappy? Yeah. Instead of realizing that there's other options that I haven't even thought of yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's so much out there that we just don't know. Yeah. That the only thing that I really think is the course post or should be doing is learning as much as possible. Yeah,
1: like that's at the end of the. Day, and it's and it's learning about like whatever you choose to learn about, right? Yeah, it's not like learning about what someone told you to learn about. Exactly, exactly. Well, now I'm giving books to people. You know, well, <laughs> no, but 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 you have to be on
2: the same level. I love the the the. Sharing that knowledge, right? Because you read it. Now you're talking about it. Hopefully, people read it on the podcast. But the hey, this is really this is really powerful when you buy the two books and you say, look, this is mine. This is yours. This is something that I need. This is a core value that I need to put into my life. I need to be able to tell you specifically, no, because you're gonna be the hardest person. To do it
0: because you're hot, you know? <laughs> like, it's the hardest ever. <laughs>
2: like, but no, I can't. There, there's no other good way to put it. But think with the brain,
0: Think with the brain.
1: Right.
2: Like write NO. Yeah, no,
0: right NO, like on your hand, and just like, n- n-
1: n- no,
2: no, I can't no. You know, but then if she respects that. Then you're gonna. Then she's gonna understand. Then she's gonna understand. Yeah. Yeah. And then she will have the courtesy. She'll have the courtesy to do that in return. Mm -hmm. And you'll respect whatever it is that you need to. You know, you'll respect whatever it is that you need to do. You know, she'll respect
0: that. Woo! You're looking good, Andrew. This is kind of one of my favorite parts, is oh, okay. being interrupted. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, when we were in L.A., and it was just like oh, yeah. random people crying in the background. Yeah, that was weird. There was like a, there was like a I don't know, women
1: something Support group behind group. us, like, and yeah. they were just bawling their eyes out. And we were like laughing at the conversation we were having. <laughs> <laughs> they probably um, thought we were assholes. Kind of like the, the Belizean kids playing
2: basketball Yeah, oh And we couldn't, we were like going around in the group, having a rosebud thorn. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just like these kids... Screaming at yeah. this basketball game behind <laughs> us.
1: <brother laughs> home.
0: I was on the outside, freezing in the cold, fighting off my demons, angry at the world. Even the sweats and shakes can never keep me warm. If you share
2: with your partner and his and business partners, too, you just have
0: to be real with each other. Yeah. And that's, re- that's extremely difficult. Yeah, absolutely. One. And even okay. just sorry, even just talking about how difficult it is. Like, I think that's one of the core. Like, we just did, went really deep into personality profiles. Like, e, I'm an ENTJ um, with the whole Myers Briggs and everything like that. And I have this group, and everyone, a huge amount of my friends, and I made everyone at Christmas do it, in my family as well, to see what everyone's personality profiles are. And even just having them do that 20 minute test at least opened up the conversation to why are we having trouble understanding each other? Like, my family is four brothers, and it's lawyer, lawyer, engineer, going to be a lawyer, wow. and engineer. And I'm advertising artist in the center of these four guys. Wow. And it's not like it's the most overwhelming thing, and, but it's definitely not fully understood. And so it was kind of cool when I had my whole family take this test. Um, the one thing I, that really stood out to me was my dad is the same personality type as me. Mm. And I was just like, this makes a lot more sense because he's been an entrepreneur his whole life, uh, starting his own companies. And I'm like, all right, now I'm going to be able to talk to you about a lot more things. Like, we've already had great conversations in the past, but now I know what makes you tick. Yeah, And I think, I mean, even the conversations you and I have had, Raj, um, have really been, I mean, we only went through like two pages of the thing so far. But yeah they've been much better in how we talk to each other because I get horribly overwhelmed when you come up with ideas. Yeah. (laughs) I'm all about execution and you're all about like, this sounds cool. Yeah. (laughs) uh, But it's helped me realize. Which is a
2: fantastic, which is a fantastic dichotomy. Yeah, of of course. Like you
0: came in last night and you're like, oh, 10 ideas. And I was like, Oh God, these gonna be hard to execute, <laughs> right? <laughs> right.
1: But even knowing that, like from the the personality profile thing, like it makes I'm actually now where I wasn't before, cognizant mm-hmm. of. Oh, I'm going on that idea like thing now. I should probably rein in and mm-hmm. try and focus on a couple, and then one. Yeah, well, and, I, well, and I'm
0: like, don't shut down his ideas, where he
2: will get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, this might help you because I'm like. idea guy and have a million things i love to fire people up and get people started but my execution is pretty poor (laughs) you know so i I, so i understand what where raj is but jared my co-founder is like he's like all right let me take you back to to, you know you went to outer space let me take you back yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, he has to shut me down and tell me no and and all these things um and i'm like Oh man! Like, yeah, it's no, exactly. Yeah, get, yeah exactly. It's it's the de- it's like it's the flavor. It's Jared, guy. Right. <laughs> right. So so you'll you'll meet Jared, and you'll you'll completely understand. You guys can bitch about us all you want, but and, and we'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's think some crazy. let some crazy shit. And, but so, so I thought about this today. I was um, with with under thirty experiences. You know, I finally have found something that allows me to use my creative side over and over and over again and come up with an idea and be able to like get it off the ground and be able to set it up and then I'm like oh okay so the location in Costa Rica is set up I know how to do it I've run the first one I can bring you know I can bring people there I can train a staff member and you know like now I really want you know now I want to run a New Zealand trip yeah. Thinking about New Zealand, people are telling me about New Zealand. And <laughs> I see people's faces light yeah. up, right? and that gets <laughs> like ear to ear, right? And I'm like, "Oh man, New Zealand, unbelievable! I need to go there." And Jared's like, "Really, man? Can we really pull this off? Like, do you yeah. know how much a plane ticket costs there?" He's like, "Do you right. know?" He's like, "When's it good to go? What time is good to go?" to New Zealand. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. we'll figure, figure, it, out. Yeah. figure we'll it out. Figure like, out. We'll figure out. And like, well, it's kind of close to Bali. Like, don't the, the seasons coincide? I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Bring all my cold weather stuff for New Zealand and bring my warm weather stuff for Bali? and yeah.
0: That's exactly like, what I was asking Just you on the boat. boat today. I'm like, where do you put your winter stuff? <laughs> right. I was like, that's like, you're like, oh, yeah, he's going somewhere new. I'm like, where does he put his jacket? Yeah. It's not in his backpack. Yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what what I finally
2: Felt has been. A, I finally felt um, that I have something that I can have this creative output and work on a bunch of different things, and it keeps it fresh for me. And Jared does not mind being the COO and the operations yeah. guy, and he doesn't mind like dude, honestly, it's doing a lot of shit that I'm not good at, and uh, even more honestly, that I don't like to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I have to hand it to him. Like I went, I no way would I would be have a million ideas with no execution, and, yeah. and that's no good. So if you can find something that like can keep your creative output mm-hmm. flowing all the time, and you can get people excited, and like lay the tracks, yeah, and then you can lead a team behind you and like
0: get it done. Yeah. that's. That could be really powerful for you guys. That is actually a really good point because going back to the shoulds, right? Like we had a conversation a long time ago about like who was going to be the face or whatever. And, yeah. I, and I was much more extroverted at the time. Really, I was just more of a yes person at the mm-hmm. time. So I was doing a lot of things that exhausted me, and I didn't really. I couldn't tell at the time that I didn't like them because I, when you're in the, when you're in it, you you get excited, yeah. right? But it was draining me more than it was like energizing mm-hmm. me. And I've noticed that like, even on this trip, like, one of your goals is to meet every single person, have a deep conversation with every single person. One of my goals is to, like, space out a little bit. Like, yeah. like yeah. I'm just happy, like, that I'm not thinking so hard yeah. right now. And, and I've noticed that, like, as we keep moving forward and as we keep exploring these topics, my shoulds are getting less and less about being an extrovert. Um, even though I'm like you know more expert than introverted but it's, it's less and less about being that guy who's out there talking to every single person all the time and it's much more about sitting back and understanding things and trying to figure out how to make it happen mm-hmm. and I, I think that that's going back to the shoulds is who are the people that you're thinking you should be like because it looks fun mm. versus, versus what you actually want yeah And this kind of ties in a few things you said earlier, but it's we look up to a lot of people, right? Sure. Yeah. And we say, I should be like, I don't know, throw out Tim Ferriss, right? Right. Everyone says they should be like Tim Ferriss. But I'm sure if he's sitting at home going like, I'm a mess, yeah. Like, I've got a million things that I'm struggling with. And that's why he reaches out to people and says, How do you do it? Because I feel like I should be like you. Yeah.
1: And it's just like cycle. That's a great point, and one of like the two notes I took for this was that um, I don't know if, Matt, if you've heard this, you may, I may have shown this to you. 30 Seconds to Mars, the band, has a song called City of Angels. And it's, just, it's about Los Angeles. And the music video is like, kind of like documentary. It's 15 minutes long. It's also music video. And it's Jared Leto, who's the lead singer, interviewing different stars and celebrities and athletes from, you know, not, not necessarily from LA, but who live in LA, who have been part of LA. I live in Hollywood, California land of the stars. There was truth, there was consequence against you. Then there's me I'm 17 Looking
2: for a fight All my life
1: I was never there The real emotions out of them, and even someone like James Franco, right? Like you look at someone like that, and like, oh man, he's got fucking best life ever. He's the, he's the man, and his part of, of the, the video when he's being interviewed, he, they they have a series of people talking about like what their dreams were, and how they got to L.A., and he goes, dreams and expectations. Dreams and expectations also have the very dark flip side of disappointment broken dream. Who knows what's gonna happen after this? I don't know, so if this is the only life, then why am I not just doing everything that I wanna do? So to the point of looking up to people, even someone as successful and who seems as laid back and chill as him, He's even thinking about, I'm not doing everything that I should or want to be doing.
2: Absolutely, because he surrounds himself with all these people. Because he looks up to people. Yeah. And, yeah, and unless you do what, like, I sit again with Raj trying to meet every single person. I mean, you guys hear mm-hmm. me say, like, okay, this is under 30 experiences. And I, I feel like it's, quote, unquote, my trip. Yeah. Um, it's about everyone else. But I want to make sure that every single person has a good time and every single person that I connect with them and that we'll be able to stay in touch and I'll I'll write them a a handwritten holiday card, Mm -hmm. right? But that's me and I know that is where Jared, he's on a trip or or just say like Courtney, who's our, our staff member and she's handling all the logistics, that allows me the ability to come and sit on this podcast with you and do something that... This is a conversation that I want to be having, yeah. like that I know I should be having. Yeah. But like figuring out the fairy and all the yeah. shit that we have to do tomorrow, that kind of stuff makes my head hurt. <laughs> and, and so I but you look at people and you're like, oh well, you know, Matt's in charge of this group, we should be like him. Well, no, you should be right. like yourself. Yeah. You should yeah, be like yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You know. Absolutely.
0: That's interesting, too, because, I mean, there are a lot of people on this trip who are who like, oh, like, you know, I mean, they look at your life, right? You travel a lot. And they're like, oh, I want to... And we... I, I think this came up at some point, but they're like, oh, he has such a great life. I wish I had that life. And I'm like, but you don't see him when he's not with us. He's probably working his ass off. Yeah. 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 You <laughs> notice he's not walking around town with yeah, us every time. Not, really. Yeah, right. <laughs> notice he's not drunk with us. At the bar. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's probably got some yeah. stuff on his mind, like is there a storm coming yeah, in right? yeah. like, while we're out in the ocean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's it's definitely like, there's all these shoulds in our heads, yeah. but people don't stop to think about. I mean, and I, I think that, going back to the original question, like, what is preventing you, though?
1: Yeah. Like, what are the things that actually prevent you? So, and i uh this is another point I want to make and then we probably should wrap this up because yeah. I'm sure people are getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Courtney's taking good <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. We really should be going to dinner, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so you, Matt, you wrote this. This is probably my favorite blog post of yours back in November of last year. It was the my Battle Banishing Stress post. Mm. And in that, you said, I'm subscribing to the concept of impermanence mm-hmm. and that nothing lasts forever. And I think... A lot of times we get caught in this like decision paralysis because we think just because we make a decision it's permanent, and it's going right like you choose this career so you're mm-hmm. stuck in that career you're stuck in that job forever or you choose this relationship and you're with that person or you're, you're with those things forever. But the fact is you have control over everything. And just because you make one decision doesn't mean you can't change your mind later. And may and I think that's probably what holds people back from why aren't you doing the things you should be doing is because you think if you do it and it's not exactly what you expected it to be or it doesn't exactly work out that you're fucked which the fact is you're not you'll probably learn something from it and then go do something else you want to do right and unless you check in with yourself every
2: single day and ask yourself a thousand times what is it that I should be doing right now but what comes from me you know don't say because all the little voices in your head like and most of your thoughts are like that's my grandma, you know. Yeah. Like, that's oh, my yeah. Grandma saying, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, all yeah. the things that you say to yourself, like, "Oh, Matt, you're such a jerk," right? I think on that post, I might have even said like that was probably or or like the guy from, the, the second yeah, the guy from like second grade, or like second grade who was an asshole to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that. You know. So you get all those thoughts in your head, and but with the impermanence, you're not the same person you were yesterday. You're not the same person you were tomorrow. You're going to be tomorrow, and so if you think of it like that, it's like, all right, who is it? today but it goes it, who are you today but it goes back to your values if you have this core belief and, and that could be within your business relationship it could be within your personal relationship you know you guys have these conversations which is so cool it'd be amazing if you and your girlfriend read went through these lists of questions
1: and said, "All right, don't let's think he ask. hasn't thought about that. Let's, yeah, let's
0: don't ask. think she wasn't there the night we went through personality for <laughs>
2: so, Okay, okay, but yeah, you can nail the values, right? And and if you're in a good place to be in a relationship or start a business or whatever, it's because you're listening to yourself, right? And then you can be able to accommodate the needs and the values of others." I'm gonna shine.
1: All right, so to wrap it up, what, Martin, what would your answer be, based on what we talked about, to why don't you do the things that you know you should be doing? That last point you just
0: made kind uh, of blew my mind. Oh, the one we talked to least about? Uh, no, I know. <laughs> it's, it's like I can't like, – I'm. as you said it, you're like all the voices in your head that aren't yours – and I've already got, like, ten voices telling me different things about it. So it's like, there's a Stephen Lynch song. who's like, a, a song comedian. And he, he, like, ends his concert with all the voices in his head. And they're, like, yelling at each other. And it's like, it's like, uh, talk to that girl, no you're a pussy. And it's like... <laughs>
1: is in my
2: head, you're such a hack, saying things that shouldn't be said, you need Prozac, I just hope that they will, no we won't go away,
1: but wait there's more.
0: like for, like just came right into my head as you said that and I'm like alright now I have to start filtering who are these different voices now because that will help me figure out which ones maybe can help me figure out my own voice in my head. It's Really cool. Really cool. I, I think my answer would have to be
2: that it comes down to your like core core purpose at your deepest part of your core and if it, you know, I'm I'm often very conflicted, especially when I first started learning about these conflict uh, these uh, concepts. These, these concepts is I was like, oh man, like, you have to listen to yourself all the time. That's so selfish. Like, yeah. I want, why am I doing me all the time, right? But if you have like something in your core that says I want to make the world a better place in some way, I want to. Add, I want to look at the planet and have a positive impact. I want to look at the universe and, you know, or look at the human race and say, let's let's make this a more evolved um, species and or, or or just your little community like let's make this place a better place. And not because you want to feel good about yourself, right? Not because you're fulfill, trying to fulfill yourself. But if you're already fulfilled, then you can give to up, uh, then you can give to others and if the core purpose of that is to do something positive, then you listen to yourself, Mm -hmm. and there in which you can go out and, and
1: spread this positive energy. Yeah, nice, I like that. Mine, I think, is, and I, I I would say for the most part, I'm a very self-aware person, I'm very in touch with my purpose and my motivation, and. I know who I am and I I don't nearly suffer as much Martin as you do from the other voices like I pretty much listen to my voice yeah yeah (laughs) totally and I know other voices that are important to me which I listen to but at the end of the day I listen to my voice but I I think what prevents me sometimes from doing things I know I should be doing is getting caught up in the minutia of things while technology and all the relationships that we have and Time of the world that we're in is awesome right now. Like it's fucking awesome and it's crazy that we're at this point where like tech is cool and not geeky, and we have all this information at our fingertips. You can literally keep in touch with everyone anywhere. Yeah, you know, like all that stuff. At the same time, it it causes so many decisions that have to be made at any given moment, or so many things that can take your attention away at any given moment. And Martin, you've seen me. I am dog chasing cars. With the things that I'm interested in and want and want to learn more about, or even that I don't want to learn about, but I just get dis- distracted. So for me, it's it's the distractions and the minutia of everything is what prevents me. And I don't know. Maybe now I'll start thinking about how to deal with those distractions. Well, I think it's key who you surround yourself
0: with, right? Yeah. Like when I when I had all my friends take that test and I realized everyone's an ENFP in my life, like 80 percent of my friends are ENFPs. It's because those that's what I'm missing and that's why you've got Jared, and that's why we're helping each other, and so in order to really understand yourself, you need someone else picking the slack up while you're figuring that out. I think it really helps.
1: Yeah. All right, well, cheers. I, like I have nothing left in this bottle, but for the purpose of a well, clinking sound, go on the us get another one. <laughs> All right. To dinner. <laughs> and that wrapped up our conversation. Man, that was a lot of fun. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. If you want to learn more about Under 30 experiences and the awesome trips they take, check out under30experiences.com. For some of the best entrepreneurship advice around, hit up under30ceo.com. Questions about our show? Get fresh at idealemon.com is the email address, or hit us up on Twitter at idealemon. Music credit in the show. We had segments from 30 Seconds to Mars, City of Angels, as well as Stephen Lynch, Voices in My Head. The intro and the outro you are currently listening to is a song called Shine by Chris Leamy. His EP is available on iTunes. It is called The Start. That does it for the first episode of the Idea Lemon Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast. Until next time, we'll see ya. even I played the fool so many times Even when the stars don't seem so
0: bright Baby, play it cool Oh,
1: you're gonna shine Mm -hmm.